Hello, and welcome to Marking Out with My Girlfriend. This is my girlfriend, Erin. This is my girlfriend, Kat. And sometimes we do the normal intro. <laughs> sometimes we don't. Most of the time, we don't. normal intro if we don't do it that often uh oh emma's telling me to describe the thing that i held up for those of you listening to the podcast i held up a picture of a or held up a printout of a knitting pattern to knit a candy car a candy corn pet sweater so it's adorable it's exciting i'm so ready to Turn my little fur babies into friggin' candy corn. Make them hate me for a couple of weeks while it's still seasonal. So, back on topic. What are you excited about this weekend? This weekend, I am excited for the whole weekend. Because... This weekend is all out. And, and it's also all out. Yeah, we're going all out for all out. Tits out for all out. Not on now, YouTube. I, not on YouTube. Also, if we want advertising revenue, we can't swear anymore. Shit. Fuck. Screwed that up already. Um, I do believe <laughs> it's just within the first minute that you're not supposed to swear. I don't know. So I think we've talked about before when we were talking about which of AEW's events is like their flagship year end. Yeah, the flagship, the year end, bring everything around, get set up for a new season. And I would have thought it was double or nothing. It's been one day of all out coverage and it might be all out. I think it's all out. <laughs> Just because it's like all in was the thing that started AEW uh, ostensibly, right? Yeah, that was the first show that the guys in the elite put together with Tony Khan before there was not AEW. Tony Khan helped pay for that, so like yeah. it, it was effectively pre AEW. You could still get pregnant from pre AEW. <laughs> Sorry. The <laughs> It's a... <laughs> oh, we're getting no ad revenue for this show. <laughs> no, we are not. Um, you can thank Alorify for that being that that terrible, terrible joke being stuck in my brain permanently. They were making AEW jokes on that show. No, but um, anytime someone says pre anything, Adol says you can still get pregnant from pre fill in the blank. Ah, I gotcha. Cooler if they were. It would Same. be. Like, okay, so. So. Yeah, no, it makes sense that All Out is kind of the flagship pay-per-view. They're kind of 
major quarterly pay-per-views are all fairly big, but yeah. All Out feels like it's a very season-ending kind of pay-per-view this yeah, year. Yeah, it's definitely got that feeling like it's definitely a lot more coverage they've had over this one. It also feels like a little bit of like a, a chance to wrap up some storylines and stuff like that. Like, hmm. you know, obviously you're building on Punk's momentum because Punk has a lot of momentum right now. But you are also given the opportunity to have the belt come off of the Young Bucks. Yep. You're given the opportunity to revamp Kenny's character a little bit. To, yeah. you know, now that he's not the belt collector anymore. Now he's evil hair. Yes. <laughs> Which is, in my opinion, when he's at his hottest. But that's neither here nor there. When he's just straight up evil? When he's got the black hair with the like little bits of blonde highlight. It's a very good look for him. I gotcha. Like... Kenny's heel run has kind of evolved a couple of times already. And I think this is a good opportunity for him to take it to the next level. Um, good opportunity for us to see Carl Anderson get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. You know, if we kick him hard enough, maybe we'll get Star Boy full time. That would be significantly better than ever having to deal with Carl Anderson again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, this is our... Weekly, bi-weekly, bisexual, bi-romantic moment of fuck you, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. I just probably like throw it out bisexual because it's a funny word. Yeah. So, oh my God, we have a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah, we do. So we want to start. So let's start with... Uh, you know what? Probably easiest thing to do is start with our third topic. Uh, third topic. Yes. If you look at the YouTube video description, we have three oh, major yeah. topics to discuss. Excellent. This is so much easier on me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yes. We'll talk about the substance policy. Yes. So, this is. This was brought about when I saw a big swole tweet earlier in the week mm -hmm. where she was saying, if you're looking for a free quote picture this week, just remember weed's legal in Illinois. So the idea that a wrestler signed to a national company is just out there saying, yes, I would like some drug. Some legal <laughs> is drug. It is an indication that that drug is not an issue with their company. So well, I found so, that very interesting. Um, Go ahead. Particularly, I do want to point out that a very common treatment for Crohn's is medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it is possible that AEW has a policy or a similar, like, don't smoke weed while you are part of the company that... They waive if it is a prescription. Yeah, which even still is much better than a lot of places because we've talked about it before on here. The issue of like pain pills and alcohol and all that that has killed a bunch of wrestlers. So, yeah, 
and how a very simple solution could be it's like just don't <laughs> just let, don't be a hard ass about this let them smoke weed so they're not getting addicted to opiates yeah so to see like i said a, a national company be like okay even if it's just for swole or whoever has the doctor's clearance for it it's like that's a big step that is the right direction i would it's, like to see things it's a go. movement towards a better wrestling world for performers mm -hmm. it says to the performers that like you know you don't need to turn to opiates or you don't need to turn yourself into jake the snake to deal with your pain you don't gotta kill your liver exactly we you say drinking alcohol <sighs> I'm choosing to kill my liver. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a difference. I have birch beer and Jack Daniels. This isn't exactly the healthiest drink, but <laughs> welcome to our health-focused stream this week. Uh, no, so yeah, in particular, like as particularly given the recent tragedy that um, mental health comes into focus. Yeah. anxiety and depression and stuff like that those you know typically should be treated with therapy and stuff like that but if there's something out there that is more or less not harmful and can help with that depression or that anxiety or you know the various other things that might afflict someone that they could treat with medical marijuana why not no? Exactly. Exactly. It makes wrestling a better place for wrestlers because they're not, you know, like obviously, you know, straight edge wrestlers are straight edge wrestlers for a reason. Yeah. Like th that's a whole different philosophy on life and everything. Yeah. Unless you're Karina Deeb. And... <laughs> I mean, that case. was a very good storyline. Nothing wrong with being straight edge. Yep. There's a reason why the abbreviation for straight edge is SXE. Snowboard game? No, that's SSX. Oh. Did you expect it... me to know that? A little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, like, yeah, that... I Go think, ahead. I think having a substance policy that allows for people to find alternatives to excessive drinking and excessive pill consumption is not a bad thing. Exactly. So, with that in mind, I've got my grinder all ground up. <laughs> I'm not going to smoke on stream, but I am going to smoke after stream. Yep. Let's talk about our second topic, and this will be the one of two major long-form topics. Yep. All out. All Gonna review out. the match card. Yeah, we'll do some predictions and whatnot. Uh, have exactly. you got the card pulled up? I am pulling it up right now. I got all my notes with all my predictions. Okay, <laughs> I would like to start first. Yeah. With our AEW World Championship match, Kenny Omega, Kenny by God Omega, oh, we're versus right the main event. Okay, Christian. 
I mean, this is still an interesting match. It's not what we thought we we're going to get, but they've done a pretty good job in the past three weeks of really hyping it up. No, especially with Christian taking the uh, Impact title. Yes. It's done was... a lot to make mm. this rivalry feel more real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get that it is frustrating that people wanted Hangman and didn't get Hangman. Yeah, we all had that initial disappointment about it after Hangman lost the Hangman and the and the Dark Order lost their massive tag match. The too that many men tag match versus the monster stars. I mean, the elite. <laughs> um, still one of the better multi man matches I've seen. Yes, I think the, they cleaned it up real quick. The f- the formatting of an elimination match works really well for a multi-man match like that. Yes, definitely going back to the old Survivor Series style and how it gets more organized the longer it goes. Right. Uh, and, uh, or, you know, I, I still think they should have had a Torneo Cybernetico and the winner gets to challenge Kenny. Also would have been very cool. If Kenny wins, no one challenges him. <laughs> Just fights himself. Yeah. Which yeah, so... he'd have a six-star match. Let's face it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is he gonna put himself up in a one-winged angel? I don't know, but I think if he really had to, Kenny Omega would bend space and time. <laughs> so, so for this one, I am. Expecting a lot of shenanigans from the outside simply because they won't be able to do that as much with the Bucks match. Yes. So I they've agree. got to really ramp it up and make up for that time here. I think we'll also see a pretty significant. Like, I think. I think we'll see significant influence in this match from Jurassic Express. Because they're Maybe. with Christian now. Yep. Yep. I think ultimately we're going to see Kenny Omega win because there's no reason for Kenny Omega to lose the title to Christian. Christian doesn't no. need a push to be over. As big of a surprise as that would be, it's... Mm, no. It doesn't fit with what the storyline should be. Exactly, yeah. So I think this one, without a doubt, goes to Kenny Omega. Definitely goes to Kenny, hands down. Do we get anyone coming out afterwards? So there's been some challenge him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've probably still got a bit of time before Hangman shows up again. Yeah. Hmm. I know his program with Mox is Mox is just fighting guys from Japan. Yeah. Which we'll actually get to in this mm-hmm. this prediction sheet, which will be really cool, actually. I don't know who the next title challenger is. Are you still set on Danielson coming out in New York? Yes, I still believe okay. that to be the case. Also, I believe there should only be one Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson match. And that one already exists, and it happened in PWG. I when they are wrestled. 
Yes. <laughs> but I definitely want a second one. Nah, it should just, just be the arm wrestling match where they spent the first five minutes running the ropes. <laughs> oh, yeah. PWG was something else. It, it was pretty great. But, like, it really was something else. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I just, I don't think Brian Danielson is the guy for this. Oh, I think they could have a pretty good short program going into October, and then we can get Hangman back to get us into November. We could realistically have a pretty good short program getting us to the tennis place, Arthur Ashe. I don't remember what they're calling that one. Big Bash Grand or Slam? Grand Slam? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Like, it's possible. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like... It feels like they could do this now. And I don't know if they're going to bring in Adam Cole for that world title picture right away. So... If he's even with AEW. Yeah, he... He could go somewhere else. He could still be with WWE for all we know. He's not. The, the, the major stipulation, and this was a huge sticking point for WWE, was that Adam Cole did not want to give up the rights to his Twitch channel. Yep. That was his and his alone. Yep. And he's cultivated a wonderful community over there. And I think that's a fair position to take as a wrestler, right? Like, oh yeah, this is mine. I built this. You do not have the right to it. I mm -hmm. was Adam Cole before I joined your company, and I will be Adam Cole when I leave your company. Yep. Baby. Baby. And it's, it's, it's his thing. It's not WWE's thing. They don't own mm -hmm. his name. If they, they don't own things that they try to take. If they wanted to... Sorry, I just heard a wailing sound. It might have been a siren. It might have been a ghost. I'll <laughs> do some smoke cleansing after this. Okay, fair enough. Fact. <laughs> just, uh, just bang some pots real loud. I didn't get no sleep because of all. Because <laughs> of me. Um, That's exactly how I deal with ghosts now. <laughs> I put my lighter. There it is. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway. I just think it's interesting that WWE is being such a stickler about things. They're so adamant about it. And it loses them top-tier performers. Yep. Like, not letting Danielson wrestle in Japan. Not treating CM Punk's staph infection. Yeah. Just, you know, not putting over your own talent in favor of Bill Goldberg. So yeah, we're both saying Kenny. One of us is saying surprise entered afterwards. One of us isn't. I'm just not sure who this... I'm not sure it's going to be a surprise entrant. I think it's going to be someone currently on the roster. I okay. just don't know who's gotten a lot of good TV time or frankly if they even consider TV time versus like 
I, I know with the women's division, if you do well on Dark, boy howdy, you're gonna get that women's title shot, because that's the only yeah, place they let women wrestle. With, same with the tag team division. <laughs> How do you think the gun club has got so much attention? <laughs> okay. Wait, I got it. What's his face? The guy who hangs out with 2.0. Garcia? Yeah. It looked like they're setting him up for something with Punk, though, so... We'll see. I definitely want to see that. Okay, it could. Okay, now. if Punk goes over Darby, which I'm skeptical about, we'll get to that. But in theory, if I Punk think goes... If Punk goes over... A very interesting person. Title picture. He really could, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of the younger guys that he has personally listed off that I think I'd want to see him work with first. That's fair. Um, has Kenny had matches with Orange Cassidy? Yeah, right? The three-way, yeah. Singles with match against Pop. Orange Cassidy, then? Maybe. It would definitely be awesome. Um, surprise entrant from Japan? Someone golden, maybe? That, I mean, that's the dream. We know it <laughs> that, won't that's happen. The dream. I've been dreaming that for two years now. I <laughs> will... <Kota Ibushi> kidding. <laughs> I will never stop hoping that Kota Ibushi shows up in AEW. Yeah. Until it... either Kota retires, Kenny retires, or it happens. Yeah. No, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we just talking about it. CM Punk and Darby Allen. Who do we think is gonna win this one? I fresh off the right off the bat, right off the bat, just gonna put this out there. Uh, fuck Darby Allen. Not like he asks for it anyway. Um, and two. <laughs> You don't let the hometown boy in his comeback match lose. No, and that is something that AEW has really done well with. With the people in their hometowns actually getting them over and letting them be over. Right, rather than punishing you for being at your hometown. Exactly. Which is a very Vince McMahon sort of a move. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think Punk is going over in this one. I don't expect it to be the last time they have a match together. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I would expect Darby to come back like either full gear or maybe even around New Year's. Right. To get that win back. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Depending on where everything is in the title picture and everything like that. Exactly. You know, always circumstances pending. So then... We are both agreed that in, in our first two predictions, Kenny and Punk are the winners. Yes. We're okay. Go the veterans over the more of a veteran and younger guy. <laughs> so I don't know where I was going. Here's our next, here's our next topic. Um, my favorite, my favorite, favorite boy, MJF. <laughs> yep. Versus Chris Jericho. Okay, you just want to say this at the same time then? Three, 
two, one, MJF. Wardlow. Okay, yeah, yeah, Wardlow. <laughs> no, I'm if, saying MJF. If Wardlow shows up, then all of us are winners. Yeah, usually, yes. I, I do enjoy looking at that man. Um, Given that my sexuality is... Uh? Wardlow's a pretty good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate him aesthetically. So, the big thing of why I want to go MGF in this match is simply because of the stipulation. Right. We've seen so many career matches, like, career-on-the-line matches over the past two years. Not even just from AEW. <laughs> and none of them have panned out. Like, just last week, an NWA had one. Yep. For their world, world title. I think it would be really interesting to have Jericho lose that match. Yes, it would be a With lot the stipulation, I believe the stipulation is that Chris Jericho will never wrestle again in AEW. Yes, so he's open for anywhere else. And he's open for any other persona. <laughs> yes. If he is not billed as Chris Jericho, he can get in that ring. <laughs> also, it would be nice to have a former wrestler on commentary who isn't going to get back in the ring. Yeah. I'll be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate yeah. Mark Henry for not doing that so far. Give it time. I know. Uh, and I kind of feel the same way about this match as I did way back when yes. with the Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar match. Whether it was a screw-up or not that ended that match with Brock ending the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, it was, at the time, Brock Lesnar was the only active wrestler that could take that much heat from the crowd. Yeah. That could laugh at an entire arena of people booing him senselessly. Booing him senseless? I, try I used too many syllables there. <laughs> booing him mercilessly. Yes. And I think the same thing with MJF right now, actually, is that he has built up so much that this is really nothing extra on top of him. What are they, they going to do? Boo louder at this point? Right. They've had people jump in the ring to get this guy. People fucking hate MJF. I yeah. adore him. I hate MGF while the cameras are on. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I hope he starts celebrating Rosh Hashanah on Monday at sundown that he gets to welcome in a very sweet new year mm -hmm. with a victory and then Chris Jericho's AEW career. Yes. Yes, definitely. That will surely make for a Shanah to the and let's be honest, Jericho's had a very good career. Yes. He has nothing. There is nothing left for him to feel sorry about not doing. Maybe the TNT title. 
he came in as the first AEW champion. You don't go back down. Yeah. Oh, I know. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm sure Miro will let him hold it every once in a while. God's favorite <laughs> champion, Miro. Oh, I love that man. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about that one next. God's favorite champion, Miro, who only lays down after a match for his wife, who is very hot. hot wife. And double-jointed. So, I now completely understand how much Miro was wasted before. Yes. <laughs> this man is amazing. <laughs> like, letting him be weird and horny about his wife, like... The ultimate wife guy uh, in professional wrestling. Yeah. That's, a, that's such a cool thing to be. I absolutely love it. It's great. I'm and... excited for Miro to be champion. I'm excited for Miro to continue to flourish. Yeah, and like his promo work has just been top-notch. So... It's like definitely a rank promo work. Yeah, it and it's the same idea as like the Oscar Black thing before. Where he'd be there, it's like someone come and fight me. But no one's coming. So he's just repeating louder and louder, like, no one is coming to fight me. But it got to the point where he went and got them. Like mm -hmm. he's gone out and got Fuego. He's gone out and got Eddie now. And He's just, he's on such a tear, and I love it. It's such a good look. That said, I really want Eddie Kingston to be a champion. I do too, but... Because, so, like, Miro might be an A-rank, like, A-rank at his promos. He's up yes. against the S-rank, the S-plus rank. Yeah. Like the man Take who can hand. we're gonna walk through hell. The man who can evoke strong emotions while cutting a promo on a cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still think about that promo that he cut in the ring with Mox. Where he talked about sitting at the table at his mother's and how you know Mox was never too sure that he was able to do these things by himself and all that fun stuff. It's like, mm, yes. My God. He just talks. So. It, it's cliche to say, but it's from the heart, you know? Right. His promos feel as have. They're a similitude. Ooh. That. Give you this feeling that wrestling is real when Eddie Kingston is there in the ring. Yeah, like, like this is a guy who might not understand kayfabe. This is a guy <laughs> who is literally just playing himself. Not even turned up to 11. <laughs> it's just, it's him getting this chance in AEW has just been incredible yes and just like this this is what's going to cement him in like history and he deserves it he's an incredible incredible promo worker 
Like, you don't get better than Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And we are very lucky to live at a time where we get to see him at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Eddie did say face off of an explosion botch. That's a good point, I'd say. Yeah, he just had a friggin' heart attack in the middle of the ring. <laughs> he... Yeah, he... But, like, damn. But Eddie all that Kingston. being said, I have to go Miro as my choice here. I don't know where Miro's storyline is going to take him with the title, but I don't think it stops here. I wish it weren't true, but I agree. I know you don't. I'm going to be rooting for Eddie Kingston and pretending that I think he's good. I will be happy to be proven wrong here. Yes. If Eddie walks out of there with the title, I will be popping the loudest. <laughs> I agree. Okay, maybe second loudest after Cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just such a neat prospect of having Eddie Kingston as champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, not the Chikara Grand Champion. A real television champion. Yep. Uh, a well-recognized and endorsed title. Not to poo-poo on anyone who it was the Chikara Grand Champion. That... No, they have some great people. Yeah. Some of the so, best I've heard. At least very good. <laughs> and we got there. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so we're we're agreeing that it's going to be Miro over Eddie King. Miro, but we're hoping against hope for Eddie. Okay. Then let's talk next about the AEW Women's Championship. Oh my god. Now, we know Britt Baker is going to retain. So the, here's our question. Over or under 10 minutes? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot here? <sighs> under. I am going to... I, I want to say over, but I am unoptimistic, and I will also say under. Yeah. I think they will get about eight and a half minutes. And Britt Baker will retain with interference from Reba. Yeah. Now, this is something interesting that I would like to point out going into the Women's Casino Battle Royale. Oh? Is Britt Baker's current persona. I totally didn't turn on this light. Now you can see me fully. <laughs> You're very That's shadowed. There we go. That's better. Now it's messing up the wall. So Britt Baker right now is almost being pulled into like a tweener kind of role. Well, people love Britt Baker. Like, there's no exactly. question about it. Britt Baker but, is one of the most popular wrestlers in W. But she undoubtedly works heel. So doing that and having the crowd behind you, it's technically possible that anyone in the battle royal makes sense as an opponent because you don't have to look at just heels and faces that's true you can just let it be like a really cool battle royal yeah and that was something i was just saying about the other day and it's like no that she's been pulled into there by the crowd 
who just love her for everything she's done over the past year and a bit mm -hmm. with her injury. And I, it's kind of cool. <laughs> right? I love seeing it. I like getting to watch Tony Schiavone be a simp. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, a pay I'm pig. Not convinced, I'm not convinced they won't go with the Finn Dom angle at some point. I, I'm, I'm fine with Tony Schiavone being a pay pig on national television. Yeah. She's at the rock level of heel. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think, what was it, WrestleMania 37? I think was Rock and Hogan, where the rock in the ring basically asked the crowd if he was going to be the heel that night. <laughs> He's like, okay, this is where we're going from here. It's That's, the same kind of thing, just good. a different scale. Yeah, no, I think, um, like, what I want to kind of, like, emphasize, is it really could be anyone from the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, any of them would make good opponents. Yeah. Speaking they of which... have a really strong women's division. Who do we think is going to come out on top in the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal? Uh, do you have it pulled up? Okay, so we have Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Melody Ford, Red Velvet, Harashita, <laughs> Emi Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kara Hogan, Abaddon, Layla Hirsch, Island King, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Anna J. Thank God she's oh, back. Yeah. Riho. And one woman to be determined. AKA Ruby Riot. I mean Ruby Soho. Yeah, no. The last video she put out said specifically the riot is over. <laughs> okay, so yes, I think we're both agreed the Joker hopefully is Ruby Soho. Yes. I'm saying that both watching wrestling uh, news and interaction and stuff, and just being a huge Ruby Mark. <laughs> so we agree there's, that the winner is going to be Ruby Soho? I don't think Ruby's going to win it, though. The Joker very rarely does. Okay. Jade Cargill, then. No. No, because they want to keep her going. I think there's going to be a team up against Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be someone else because it's got to be someone they're willing to have lose to Britt Baker. Yep. Someone who might have been owed a match earlier in the year. Someone who had a match with Britt Baker that was interestingly done. Are you suggesting that it's going to be Nyla? No, Nyla had a shot already. A few weeks ago. Right. I'm missing who you're suggesting then. I think it's going to be Big Swole. Okay. Yeah. That'll be fun. Because, yeah, uh, Big Swole's Cronus unfortunately acted up earlier in the year, which prevented a big push she was getting. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great way to slingshot her back in. And 
even in the case if something comes up again, the winning of the Battle Royal is just a future title shot. It doesn't mean a title shot next week. Yep, they can technically do, pull that trigger anytime they want. It's a good point. It's like money in the bank, only there's one women's tag title. There's one women's title for you to go after. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought about the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog ring again. <laughs> God damn it. I hope they don't bring that back. <laughs> Brian Cage didn't win. He was the Joker, right? Yeah, no, it was... He was up there at one point, though, and it was still, like, wider than him. <laughs> the Renaissance painting that was that match. <laughs> oh, God, the fuck? <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Okay, so your bet is on Big Swole. Yes. Who are you saying? I think it's gonna be Ruby. Okay. Because it'd be the first time they pulled the trigger on the uh, Joker winning the Battle Royal. Okay, so we've done Kenny and Christian, we've done CM Punk, we've done Britt Baker, we've done Miro and Eddie, we've done Chris Jericho and MJF. Done the okay, I'm going to start with the pre-show then. Let's get to the pre-show. Okay, the one Best they just friends announced. and Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Family Office, which will be Matt Hardy, Private Party, and H2? Yes. In a 10-man tag match. In a clusterfuck. Not quite a clusterfuck. <laughs> Alright, it'll end before six hours, gotcha. <laughs> the clusterfuck is one of my favorite matches of all time. I kind of want to go back and watch that again. It was a good match. The clusterfuck was fun. So was the Twink I, Gauntlet. I don't know if it was good, but it was fun. Is that, okay, for me, the marker of a good match is one that I enjoy. Okay. I don't care how technically proficient a match is. It's good if it is entertaining. Entirely valid, yeah. No. I just, I watched that match and went, I have no idea what the rules are and I can't figure them out. Stuff's just kind of happening. There, there's no rules. It's just, no rules, just right. No rules, just right, okay. So, I am gonna bet on the Best Friends and Ju Jurassic Express winning. Hardy Family Office are very, like... The, the, the way that they've been booked has made them very unimpressive. A little bit, yeah. Like, they're very persistent, which I will give them credit for. But ultimately, they haven't kept the upper hand in anything their programs also just go on for too long that too yes <laughs> so hopefully this will be kind of an ending to this and they can all just move on in which case i would definitely like to see best friends and jungle boy and luchasaurus win they're gonna be fun mm -hmm. but also i just want wheeler unit to get another win 
<laughs> just just let him actually get the pin so he doesn't get choked out this time. <laughs> He'll get choked out for not giving Chuck the pin. <laughs> That's fair. There's no way he doesn't get choked out. That's the point. Yeah. So yeah, we're 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 Only gonna we all be so lucky. We're gonna go for best friends in JE. Yeah. Okay. Then let's talk about the least anticipated match on this card. Mmm. Mmm. Paul White versus QT Appleman. Mm-hmm. Is anyone looking forward to this match? I I, I don't want to be... I hate being down on it. But I need to know, is anyone actually looking forward to this? I assume QT's wife. Did anyone actually care that the gun club turned? No. Does anyone actually care about the gun club? Not particularly. I will say, I appreciate Austin Gunn being the loudest person in the arena when the shows were empty. Oh yeah, no, like, he, he carried that audience reaction on his back. That was mm -hmm. awesome of him. But I don't particularly care. Well, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be pessimistic about this. I'm going to say that this is a good opportunity to get us to maybe start caring about the gun club. Okay. And while with this individual action, I don't know that I necessarily have been convinced yet, I think there is potential with having the gun club as heels to move them off of the YouTube shows and, you know, have them actually try to do something. Okay. And, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that, especially as AEW continues to hint at a trios division. Yeah, another thing they should just pull the trigger on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, rather than... Rather than crapping on the gun club, I'm going to say I hope this goes well for them. Okay. That turn really did make me realize how big Billy is. I know, right? He, he doesn't look up far to the big show. I mean, Paul White. Sorry. Okay, Jim Ross. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, I, I get upset at Jim Ross for those things, but it's, it's one of those things where I think it's actually just excitement coming through to where he falls back on, like, well-established things in his brain. Right, right, right. It's, it's JR being hype is when yeah. he forgets people, when he forgets at least, forgets the new names of male wrestlers. The when new forgets, names. When he forgets women's wrestling names, it's because he doesn't care. Someone you're mutuals with is at AEW tonight. Well, golly, that sounds like Lucky fun. them. I can't go to the show in Jersey. Yeah. They scheduled it on Rosh Hashanah. No, yeah, Dom Kapoor. That was poorly planned, let's be well, honest. Well, you know, I could have gone to the AEW show if not for this whole uh, fucking global mission that we have to deal with right now. I mean, same. 
They also canceled the Rochester show for that. I have time to make a social sign. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna send them a list of people I would like um, autographs from. Just uh, send them up to me. No, I can't pay. <laughs> All right, moving swiftly onwards. Um, uh, Big Show wins. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, now on to things that people actually care about. So we have two more matches to cover, and then we can start talking about our beloved Camp Leapfrog. <gasps> so, Mox versus... Ugh. Mox <laughs> versus Satoshi Kojima. This is gonna be a fight. Yep. I oh like my God. when John Moxley fights old Japanese men. I... Oh, God. I, I'm actually really looking forward to this. I didn't think I would be when they did, like, the whole sending off a whole stack of contracts to New Japan. It's like, okay, if they get something back, it'll be... I don't know. There's like, Satoshi Kojima. Yeah, I want to see this. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Someone like John Moxley, at this point in his career, has nothing left to prove. He has been AEW champion. He has done the WWE. He has had a really rough start of it in the indies, but then eventually got good after yep. his whole thing with, like... There was that feud he had with Robert Anthony, who at the time was a masked wrestler, as the, the ego or something like that, Spanish. It is a whole deal... Mox has had some really good work and has kind of like hit that point in his career where in essence he's doing a victory lap. Oh yeah. He can do anything he wants whenever he wants basically. Exactly. And Which brings it's... me to thank you Aitsu. I hope this leads to Minoru Suzuki coming into AEW and having a match with Moxley. <laughs> so yeah, no, like I think um I think this match is going to just be the best kind of brutal. Oh yeah, like, it, it's just going to be a slugfest. You'll see a couple holds, sure, but, like, this is going to be... This is going to be pretty much a hoss fight, <laughs> let's be honest. Yes, but in a very, like, John Moxley sort of way. Yes, yes. In the way that he brings this, like, the level of violence that he brings to even his, like, I, so Mox specifically has said that he prefers worked strikes. Yeah. Like, he prefers to deliver a worked strike over a, like, you know, a stiff strike. Mm -hmm. to make him look stiff as hell. He prefers that word strike because it's just it's better for you, better for your opponent to, you know, work your strikes. Yeah, you know, you can do 20 of them in a row or you can do two. Exactly. You're going to get farther on the 20. <laughs> but the way that Mox works is genuinely so believably brutal. 
And I was just mm-hmm. excited for him to have all of these crazy, brutal matches. Yeah. While he just wrestles guys from Japan. You know? Like, heck yeah. Yeah. That said, the real match that I think everyone is clamoring for for Mox to have versus Toru Yano. Cat. Cat. My beloved. Yes. We cannot subject an American audience to that level of brutality. I know, but at the same time, I think they need to see it. It's not. I mean, okay, admittedly, Nick Gage was a little bit less violent than this would have gotten. But I think the audiences are primed for that kind of thing after having seen that deathmatch. Okay, but AEW can't host it. Why not? Because you saw the version of a deathmatch they did with Nick Gage. Like, I don't think they can control this atmosphere to, to just that. Yeah, I think it's got it's mm, I think it's gotta be on AEW though. Because And it's gotta be a pay-per-view. It's gotta be a pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah. Like after the show, separate buy-in. Full like disclosure. A, with like an NC seventeen rating. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, I think that's got to be it. No. I mean, I will still pay for it. I don't know how much of that I could watch. Gonna be rough, but I think it's worth watching. This is like a BT skit. I'm just trying not to crack. <laughs> I got a really big problem here. Oh my god. It's <laughs> not Sour Boy. He's the worst. <laughs> it went worse. I got you to break. <laughs> okay, tangent for real quick. I love how BT has gone back to those skits that just run an obnoxiously long time until one of them breaks. It is because that's the cut. <laughs> the cut is when one of them starts to corpse. Yep, <laughs> and it's usually Matt. Let's be honest. Okay, and tangent. So, in the case of John Moxley and Bread Dad, I'm going Mox. I gotta go Bread Dad. Hey, I think I this th- is our I first think... time disagreeing. I know the Battle Royal, which is like a close up anyway. Yeah. So then, last but certainly not least, for AEW World Tag Team Championship in a motherfucking steel cage. In the oversized cage they gave Cody where he almost broke his foot. (laughs) The Young Bucks versus Anta El Cero and Ray Phoenix the Lucha Bros. Who's going over in this one? I do. I win. I don't care what happens, I'm going to win. 
Just for seeing this match, I'm a winner in life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but honestly, I think the Lucha Bros are going to win it. I think at least one title needs to change hands at a pay-per-view. And oh, yeah. I don't think Miro loses, and I don't think Kenny loses, so it's got to be the gotta be the young bucks yeah and honestly it feels like just that time for their reign and that they've gotten so obnoxious that tony khan had to take special notice and put in this stipulation and run a full tournament to find challengers mm-hmm. and it's just they're all four of them are going to go in there and put on an amazing spectacle. And they have to lose it. The, the Bucks just, ha- the Bucks are going to lose. That's, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Yep. So that's our match prediction. Aaron, it's now 8 o'clock. We have an hour left of the show. Oh, I don't know if we have enough time. Aaron. Oh, I see it now. I, I, Struggling to read your handwriting here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have chicken squid. Hi, Moki. Hello, Moki. Welcome. Thank you for finding us on the new channel. So, Aaron, why don't you give us a little bit of a primer on why we're so excited for Camp Leapfrog's Trail Mixer. Trail Mixer. So, on September 12th at 1 p.m., I think. In Williamstown, New Jersey. Camp Leapfrog was putting on their next event called the Trail Mixer, which is named after the match, the big match, the big battle royal they're having in it. Mm-hmm. And we are sponsoring a part of it. This is some exciting shit. Yeah, like... I've never sponsored anything officially before. I know, right? Like, it's so cool. It's pretty neat. <laughs> I think I would like to, whenever it happens, sponsor the next Polyam show. Yeah, if they with, do another one, definitely. Probably with Tricks with Dice, though. Yeah, that's fair. Because that's the show where it's four people who are in a polyamorous relationship together playing tabletop <laughs> RPG together. Funny how that worked out. Yeah, I mean, it didn't start that way. No, it didn't start that way. It kind of ended up that way, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I got dragged into it, but sure. Because um, you came in as the backup for a casting that didn't ended up not working out. Yeah. I meant the dating part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I don't know. I'll take it. I don't mind at all. So yeah, the Trail Mixer is a t- over-the-top rope battle royale of a lot of people. At the time of recording, we have Boar, Matt Mikowski, Greenat, Thiefant, Max Zero, King Crab, Devontes, Murloc, Shooter Killian McMurphy, Athern Amada, Cayman MK, Kaya oh, McKenna, pardon? Common, common rider. 
Oh, common MK. Right. I put the wrong syllable. Calvin Couture, Tyler Klein, Mach 10, and Abs. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun because, okay, they're not announced, but they've talked on, like, every announcement so far. The members of Tyrant, who are Grey Wolf, Raventhorn, and Warwolf Creed. They make up the team of Tyrant, who were involved in the big Hoss event and the first match where they broke the ring. Right. <laughs> so they've been talking like they're in the event themselves and how they're going to just go through everyone. And I am hoping that the first two announced into the ring for the, for the thing, and they just do a full 1989 demolition in, in there. I mean, that would be fun, right? Oh, yeah. Have I ever shown you the 89 Royal Rumble? You have not. Okay. So, the 89 Royal Rumble started off with both members of Demolition in there. Mm-hmm. And they decided, like, well, we could just stand here and wait for the next person, and that would suck. Or we could beat the crap out of each other, and that would be awesome. <laughs> they beat the crap out of each other. and so For so two minutes, they beat the crap out of each other. Lo and behold, it was awesome. It was. It's still. It's one of those things that's still talked about as just perfect character work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, who in this trail mixer battle royal do you think is going over? Oh, cause I don't even know if they've announced everyone yet. So I guess I should let you know the stipulation for the winner is the winner gets to choose a match with any opponent, at any time, with any stipulations on the match. So... In theory, you have a match versus a very good professional wrestler where he's not allowed to use his arms or legs. In theory. In theory, he would still find a way to win. It'd be kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> the one with, like, the most obvious story to go from this is Max Zero. Yeah. And the feud he's having with CC Boost and After Namada and Common MK. I think I said it right that you time. You did. Sweet. Because they all end up jumping him at Abby Jane's 21st birthday. How could. By being jerks, you know? Well, look, jerks okay. Just do that. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I really, genuinely. Athronomata has had to work his ass off to get any recognition from Camp Leapfrog. He's had to work his ass off before that to get any recognition from Chikara. And even mm -hmm. then, for a year before that, he was doing a bunch of behind-the-scenes film work just to get the Crucible over. Yep. So, you know, he's not getting handed anything. He's got to take it. And sometimes when you need to take an opportunity have to break a few eggs. And Mag Zero is a very good egg. But you see, that's the thing, though, is Mag Zero is two things. He's beautiful, and he's violent. If you just want that, just ask for the violence. I'm sure Mag Zero will accommodate. You don't have to jump him. 
what you do to prove your strength, take the opportunity. The initiative, Aaron. It's the initiative, not tag team. No, the initiative. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. But the desire, the willingness to do whatever it takes to get yourself the chance that you deserve. That's what's important. Well, then I guess he's got to, after Naman's got to win this match to get whatever chance he thinks he deserves. Well, I think he will. Okay, then. I am very much looking forward to the whole match. I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> you know, and I just love Camp Lee Frog's production in general. It is... It is very fun. Yeah. So There are other matches on this card, though. Yes. Such as we have Becca taking on Travis Huckabee. Travis Huckabee. <laughs> yes, that is his theme music. As well. <laughs> that was uh, Big Calyx earlier this year. By earlier this year, when Punk debuted at Rampage, Big Calyx posted a video where he had edited in Travis Huckabee's theme song <laughs> over Cult of Personality with the crowd still going crazy. As and they should. I don't know if Travis Huckabee has seen that video yet or not. He tends to miss a lot of things. But he's trying to understand anime, so I give it. I can give that to him. He really okay, I'm no longer on Team Travis Huckabee. Beck is going to win. Anime he, is he bad. He really wants to know if something is My Hero Academia. <laughs> anime is bad. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably agree with you. Anime is wrong, and nobody should watch it. <laughs> we also have a three-way match in one of my favorite storylines this year. Nobody look at the big old box of Gunpla that I have over there. Anime is bad. Okay, that's fair. Where we have Edith Surreal taking on Masha Slamovich mm -hmm. and Blank in such an interesting story. It's, right? Like, so, yeah. Edith versus Masha has been a highlight of this year. Even... <laughs> Although, if you did watch, um, what was the the life of Edith Surreal? There was that little hiccup at their at their match where they were waiting for Edie and Edie was waiting for them, and then they ended up not having enough light to finish the match in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff happens. You get a mis miscommunication like that. Waiting for I you guys. Well, we were waiting for you. <laughs> I also liked when she was talking with Blank before their match to go over because they were both switching up personalities and whatnot at that point. Right, they were working out whether or not they wanted to use different names. And they're still trying to find, like, a very highfalutin name for Blank. But he's not artsy. <laughs> so is Paisy just Edie throwing out ideas? <laughs> So, like, obviously, on this show, we have a great affection for Edith Sorrell. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the reason that I started doing graphic design more seriously. 
you know, like, it, it just seemed like a really, really neat opportunity. And there was, like, I, I started learning graphic design because it's like, well, wow, she does that. That seems cool. I, I can, I'm going to give that a shot. And that's yeah. where I started designing covers for my games. And they look great. Yeah, they, they're, they're fine. I like them. I like them a lot. I, I appreciate that. I'm not going to self-aggrandize in any way, I, but I'm also not going to compliment. So thank you. Okay. Fair enough. So, this storyline happened, started between Edith and Masha at their death match mm -hmm. back in February? Yes, because there was yeah. still snow on the ground. Yeah, they had a really snowy death match where Edith managed to win on win that one. And Masha just kept pursuing her and pursuing and attacking. And eventually Edith did get injured and wasn't able to compete. So for Abby Jane's 24th birthday, Blank stepped in her spot and mm -hmm. had a match with, with Slamovich. And he ultimately lost. And when Edie came in after the match to check on him, because he was getting... He got jumped after that, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Edie went and checked, and Blank pushed her away. You know, kind, kind of shouting, like, where were you in all of this? It's like, well, she's not covered to wrestle. She technically shouldn't be in the ring right now. <laughs> did a very good run in heels, though. Yes, she did. And so we end up here at a three-way dance match with Edie, Masha, and Blank. Just, just to put this all to rest, hopefully. And kind of give Edie that separation from Blank. Yep. He's been looking for that for a while, right? Like, you know, their pairing was very determined by Mike Quackenbush. Yeah. As much as I love seeing them together, like the idea oh, they're, that... Oh, they're great together, and I love them together, oh, yeah. but at the same time, like, giving them an opportunity to fight each other is also a really fired decision, yes. because their chemistry goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Eren. Yes? <laughs> it's more like a spill. It just kind of goes everywhere. Eren's <laughs> sexuality is a fluid. Aaron's sexuality is maybe it, yes. It fills the container <laughs> that it is contained within. <laughs> Listen, I'm not being horny on Twitter, I promise. Okay, whereas my sexuality is a non-Newtonian solid. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. I, I want the full explanation here. If you poke at it too hard, it turns solid. But if you're a little slow, or you're a little smooth, and you just kind of slide your way in there, I'll maybe be a little bit more fluid. <laughs> My sexuality is oobleck. Excellent. I love it. These are the important discussions we have on this podcast. <laughs> Okay. It's a good thing we wrote tangents into the description. Mm -hmm. Who is your <laughs> prediction for Edie versus Masha versus Blank? I have to go Edie. I can't not cheer against her. Or I can't cheer against her. There you go. 
<laughs> I got uh, there. I will be cheering for her, but I think it's gotta be Masha. Okay. Because otherwise it feels like they're just burying Masha. And Edie's fresh off of injury, so there's an excuse. Okay. For them to have a rubber match. Which will also be very good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Our next match on the card is CC Boost versus Jet Jagori. In this will be interesting. Yeah. Um sorry, I should say CC Boost versus friend of the show, Jet Jagori. Yes, that's much better. <laughs> I am one hundred and fifty percent on team Jet Jagori because he is lovably insufferable. He really is. <laughs> I love when he starts dancing in the middle of matches. But I think I gotta go CC Boost. Uh, I, I think he's got enough bullshit on his side. That's fair. After that, we have Abby Jane and Dan Champion taking on the team of Crush Cakes, which is Crusher and Pancakes. So, at Abby Jane's birthday... There was a six-man tag of right. Abby Jane, Ultramantis Black, and Hallow Wicked. And, oh my god, I love seeing them wrestle again. Yes, <laughs> Taking absolutely. Taking on Dan Champion, Sydney Bacabella, and I can't remember the third person, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. But the stipulation of that was, if Abby Jane wins, then she can get a shot at a very good professional wrestler and the Camp Leapfrog title. She did. And now a very good professional wrestler is definitely dodging Abby Jane. Absolutely. I mean, Saying he's still she... coming back from injury. Eh, we don't need to mention that part. It's more fun if we say that he's dodging her. Okay, that's fair. He's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely avoiding Abby Jane. Oh yeah, definitely. So this, match, so this match is to get Abby Jane more experience. It's also very funny because this week it became public knowledge that Pancakes and Abby Jane are a thing and now they're on opposite teams. Always fun. Fighting your partner. It's a, it's a little bit of meta fun there. I think it's going to be a great match. I mean, as evidenced by that time I put Erica in a chokehold, Fighting your partner with wrestling is a lot of fun. Yes, it is. A simple body slam is very invigorating. A snapdragon suplex onto a bed when someone's being a brat is a lot of fun. I've only uh, done the body slam to you. <laughs> yes, I know. Emma's been snapdragon suplexed. I know. <laughs> we have a very weird polycule, huh? We're very violent people, actually. Affectionately violent. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we need therapy. I mean, yes, but not for that. Oh, okay. I think show like it's very clearly established that the violence exhibited is A consensual and B in good fun. Yes. We're like Fucking Simba and Nala. 
Which of us is gonna run away from home? Um, I probably me. But also, okay. which one of us is giving bedroom eyes? That scene is so weirdly animated. Anyway, mm. before we lose all of our viewers by talking about how weirdly horny <laughs> the Lion King is. There is one more match on the card, which is a trios increíble. Try that again. Increíble. I don't know. Increíble. Increíble. Listen, I'm not doing very good on Duolingo, so shut up. <laughs> we're we're gonna see the team of Sunny Defarge, Yoya, and Nolo Katano taking on Crummles, Janai Kai, and the Whisper. Which I'm incredibly excited for, but Aaron, explain why are Sunny Defarge and Crummles on opposite teams? Or Yo Yoya and Na and Janai Kai. It's because in this kind of match, you split up the teams. <gasps> what? Yeah, so you have partner against partner, and you have to work together with people you usually feud with, and a lot of dumb stuff happens, and it's wonderful. Yes, this is definitely something that is a bit of a holdover from their time with previous promotions. Yeah, just like the Cybernetico. And the, the 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 use of Spanish. Yep. It's it's a very like it's definitely a spiritual successor without hopefully without too many of the same problematic people. I think it's just been Omasa so far that I've had issues well, with. Yeah. And that was just the one show, so But yeah, like they're taking all of the good things and leaving behind and just all of running. the shit. Yeah, and just running with it so which did watch one of these matches before this is the kind of match where bryce remsburg got shot you're right <laughs> that's a good point and then bryce remsburg sat up like the undertaker and ended up winning the match despite being the referee <laughs> yep so back in one of the chicago shows i can't remember it off the top of my head i'm sorry it's not quite like Anniversary of Scotch Miss, which I know because of Boomer and uh, very good professional wrestling I have in their match. But yeah, you have one of these trios match. Was it? This was like a quad match, I think. An 8v8. Whatever. Whatever. But at one point, they had a guy whose part of his gimmick was he could handgun. And one of the other people tried it and accidentally shot Bryce Rensberg. So they're all, like, slinking out of the ring and up the ramp, trying to be trying coy. Trying to get away so that nobody notices that they shot the referee. You know who was in this match? 2.0 was in this match. Oh my god, you're right. Yes, because Matt from 2.0 was the one who shouted, Hey guys, we can cheat. And they just all started cheating. Oh gosh, what a match. Oh, it, it is among my favorites that I like to go back to every once in a while. And, like, that's nothing to say on this match because it, you probably won't have that. 
but I have fond memories of this match style. Yes, no, this <laughs> style of match can lead to some good shenanigans, and we know that Camp Leapfrog is not against shenanigans. Definitely not. We know Chris Levin is not against shenanigans. We are definitely not. So, I'm excited for a match that is mostly shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Now, there is still matches and entrance to be uh, announced for this. I'm kind of hoping we get a tag title match. The Reyes Taranas. What does that mean, Aaron? Uh, the Frog Champs. <laughs> Froggies. <laughs> Which is so perfect. I, I, I love the frog theme. I do, too. I'm a gay person. We love frogs. I know you are. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think this is going to be a really fun, really, really fun um, event. That's the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to getting to see some really good wrestling sponsored by So Says Media. Yeah, like, even if we weren't sponsoring, I would still be so looking forward to this. We'd still be talking about it if... Oh, yeah. We probably wouldn't have dedicated. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have dedicated as much time to it, but you know. I mean, we wouldn't have planned as much time for it. That's fair. Okay, Aaron, <laughs> I'm tired. You're tired. What is your recommendation for this week? Oh, I'm glad you asked because I already had it put in. So, I'm going to go to a Chikara match because of a few of the people that we talked about today. I'm bringing you Heidi Lovelace, now known as Ruby Soho, against Eddie Kingston. Ah, what a classic match to bring us. Yep, this is the match that I saw years ago that really drew my attention to Ruby. And like, I've just been a fan ever since. That's fair. <laughs> like, even when I didn't watch her in WWE because I just don't and even hearing the updates of how she wasn't well used like yeah, i still bought her theme music because <laughs> because it's just hers <laughs> i mean the riot squad was pretty good i liked them i love the riot squad <laughs> i like them a lot and they were sad when they got broken up yeah i was actually really excited earlier in the year when it, when it looked like they were reforming then they mm -hmm. just didn't but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you all with that. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Okay, Aaron, do we have anything else that we want to say before we get all the way done with this ding dang stream? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, um, unless. Unless. Hey, hey, cat, you want to go on a date later? I know a good show that's on. I might be busy. I have to fold my laundry. Ah, you know, I understand. We'll take a rain check. Do you want to maybe play a classic Nintendo 64 game where you are people transformed into kaiju and you punch buildings and eat people? I would love to. Okay, we will play Rampage later. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I give, up. I give up. I quit. Um, <laughs> it's an I quit match, and I quit because my own pun killed me. Yeah.
All right, so I appreciate the hell out of everyone stopping by. Since I won't see you before the new year, Shana And have a wonderful night and Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Goodbye. Mwah. No, that's Kenny Omega. Be gay. Mwah. Do crimes. Bye. Marking Out With My Girlfriend is a production of Sosa's Media. Check us out at S-O-S-E-S dot C-A. Music has been provided by Sounds Like an Earful. I am uncultured. What can I say? Uh, you're not uncultured. You're just... vegan cheese. Am I insulted? Well, yeah, Is you'd have accurate? to be ins you'd have to be insulted, otherwise it would be bland.